0: Welcome to Dare a New Belief,
1: a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through your day. Now, here's your host, Nada Hogan. Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith, and hope a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. On last week's show, I had the deep and great honor to have Judy Jonah with us. And in case you didn't hear part one, you'll want to go back and listen to part one and catch up with what's happening in part two. But Judy is a certified energy touch practitioner and sound vibration healer and practices in Bloomfield Township, Michigan. Loving the work that she does, Judy also loves learning how the divine within us can help us heal our own bodies, souls, and spirits. And that is what she passes on to her clients. Judy's passions are in this order, God, family, healing work, healing work nature, and friends, And although Judy's journey of healing started later in life, she has never looked back and couldn't be happier. To know herself through her own eyes rather than through the eyes of others has been an absolute gift to her. And so she continues down the road of self-discovery to learn all that the universe offers, which she, in turn, can use to teach and help others. And after hearing part one and hearing your story, Judy, people can absolutely 100% understand why these words are so powerful and so true. Thank you so much for joining us again, Judy. Oh, my goodness. Welcome back.
0: Thank you for having me back. It's very cathartic to tell the story and to talk about it. It's been a long time, so I appreciate it. Oh. Well,
1: and and I feel even more honored because of that. And it is, isn't it just amazing how when we can share that story again, and, and even after long periods of time, how it is cathartic. It's so, I mean, it just, it brings me right back to these words where it is how you love learning how the divine within us can help us heal our own bodies, souls, and spirits. I just always come back to that because that is, it just sounds like everything that, that happened with your son, Jeffrey, and everything that you experienced and what your family experienced, that that is just such a, a pillar, um, a, a foundation to to everything in your life. And, oh, my goodness, you just have the most heart-wrenching um, story and beautiful blessings that have come through that. So, again, listeners, if you didn't hear part one, please go back to hear the full detail because Judy um articulates it in such a heartfelt beautiful way um the trauma that happened with her son jeffrey and um now we're we're picking up on where jeffrey is now and and the trauma happened when jeffrey was four years old he got um caught underneath a garage door um and he and unable to lift it up you know i mean it wasn't you couldn't push the button and it didn't go up it it took um I, I would imagine some adrenaline strength for these teenagers that, that just happened by to help lift that door up. And it caused some physical and mental um, disabilities with Jeffrey. And now I want to, I'll circle back and ask many questions about part one. But you were, you were speaking when we left off, Judy, you were speaking about, um, your was it your sister or your sister-in-law that told you that Jeffrey is so happy and he's always smiling. And that God makes all of us so different and that we don't all have to be happy in the same way. And that was the thing that really helped to
0: allow you
1: to start healing. Was that your sister or sister-in-law? Yeah, it was my,
0: my sister, my sister. Yeah.
1: Your sister. Okay. Okay. So, so can, can you, can you take us from that? So your sister said to you, you know, that we, that, um, we don't all have to be happy in the same way. And, and God makes all of us so different. And I know that you live by this. What happened after after your sister shared that with you? How did that help you on your healing journey?
0: Well, that's when I stopped questioning why. All right, why, God? Why did this happen? I stopped questioning that. Um, mm. And that was huge for me because... As long as I kept questioning why this happened to Jeffrey, to our family, to our kids, to, you know, the baby, to everybody, as long as I kept questioning that, I was never going to be able to move forward and start healing. And uh, I didn't, I think that it was a time I realized I had to stop being a victim and start living our lives with our family the way Jeffrey is and that, and he can be happy. You know, it'll be different than the other three, but he'll still be a happy kid so it was funny because i always during those first years after the accident i always thought when we were in the hospital with jeffrey it was it was actually easier than being home because you saw all of the trauma and things that other people were going through and you actually i felt lucky at the time you know my son was eating and he was breathing on his own, and he wasn't on any machines, and um, he didn't have a chronic disease that was killing him or anything like that. So in the hospital, I felt more protected, more at ease. And then when you come home, and you see all the other kids playing outside and riding their bikes and going to school on the school bus, then it, it made me feel worse. And then I that's when I started just being the victim. Why, why did this happen? Why did this happen? And so When Doreen said that to me and I realized that I had to move forward and stop being a victim and and keep my family from feeling victimized by this trauma and stop feeling guilty about it, that it happened. It was an accident. It wasn't anybody's fault. It wasn't intentional. That's when I could come to grips with it and I started living life again. I started living my own life. So she said that to me. The baby at the time, Brianna, had just started school full-time. She was in first grade. And I actually chose to get a job and go back to work. Um, And, yeah, it was part-time. I worked for my local congressman um, in the campaign office, uh, you know, doing financial work. And he was extremely understanding of my situation. He knew that there were times when I would have to run out at the drop of a hat And he knew there was, I could only work so many hours in a week, but it was like a whole new life for me outside of being home, just trying to take care of Jeffrey, trying to see what improvements we could make, trying all kinds of alternative healing things for him. And um, now I was more, I don't know what what normal is, but it was a more normal life for our family. It was hectic because I was working and still coming home and trying to do everything, but I worked for a wonderful man. Um, the st- other staff members were, were just amazing and very um, willing to pick up, you know, if I had to leave that day for some reason or I had to pick up Jeffrey from school, they were always very willing to pitch in and help out. So that was a blessing for me. I did that for four years and it was a part-time job. So it worked out really well for me. Um, The other kids were getting on with their schooling, too. Heather was heading into high school. She was an amazing young athlete, played tennis and softball. And uh, Joey was very active also in sports, and they played instruments. So we were finally managing to get them back on track with all of their activities in their school and um, making them feel like there was someone in the family besides their brother, Jeffrey, who was getting pretty much all of my attention all day long for many years right. so right so so for for your kids when they
1: when they were younger and you were taking Jeffrey for all of the therapies and so this is this is mostly about um, Heather and your other son, did they ever did it ever feel like they were resentful or jealous that Jeffrey you know for lack of a better phrase was taking up taking time away from them because you were having to take um, Jeffrey to different therapies
0: or did that, did that not happen? No, I, I think it did. They never said it out loud, at least not to me. They may have said it to somebody else, but again, having that support system of you know, large family, Frank's family was great. My family was great. My mom was still alive at the time and helped so much. Um, she always, when i was taking jeffrey back and forth a lot if brie was sick and not feeling well or something and i didn't want to take her to the therapy with jeffrey she would watch her for me um and so there was a a huge support system and the kids felt that love from the family the other the older two um they did have therapy one time there was a We were trying to teach Jeffrey to communicate using an augmentative communication device at the time. Things were not touchscreen like they are now. So back then, um, we had all these different devices. We kept trying, and we would take them back and try a different one. And then there was this camp called talking with technology. And it was for kids that were nonverbal, that were learning to use technology to communicate, and for their siblings. And so we, oh. we take them all to this camp in Colorado. We drop them off. Uh, my mom, the little one didn't go just the older two and Jeffrey, of course. And, um, you know, we told them, oh, there's going to be tennis and hiking and, and canoeing and all this great stuff. Look at all this stuff you guys are going to do when you're there. Cause they didn't really want to go. And we, we made them go. Yeah. So we get there, um, the whitewater raft trip was canceled because the sponsor backed out. The tennis courts were not working; they were all flooded, or something cracked, or oh. something. I mean, everything. It was. It was. They were begging us not to leave them there. They were begging us not to. Leave. Oh so it no. was I know. It was. It was. It, it's funny now. I'm laughing, but in hindsight, I can do that. But the, at the time, it broke our <laughs> hearts to leave them there because they didn't want to go in the first place. All the activities we told them they were going to have, they didn't have anyhow um, they were calling us we were in a hotel nearby they were calling us every day please pick us up please pick us up we don't like it here and how well how is Jeffrey doing well Jeffrey just all he does is eat french fries and ketchup he's not really learning anything so now we're really wondering okay (laughs) did we do the right thing oh no (laughs) right oh anyhow I said to them on the third day they called I said listen tomorrow after the day is done, I'm going to, you guys call me. And if you're still really unhappy, I'll I'll come and get you. So they had a a overnight camping trip for just the siblings. And that was a turning point in this trip for them. And I don't know what the counselors did. Well, they can't, they hiked, they took all their stuff with them on their backs, their tents, their food and everything. And that night at the campfire, they talked these, all these siblings together of disabled children, and all the siblings talked, they said, for four or five hours, and they just let it all out. And these were kids right. that could understand what the other kids were going through, because they all had siblings with a disability. And that was right. a huge turning point for Heather and Joey, that somebody understood what they were going through, because their friends certainly didn't. And even though the family right. helped and was supportive, nobody really understood as siblings what they were going through and so that camping trip that overnight camping trip where they met dozens of other kids that were going through the same thing you know they were going through was very healing for them very healing and then they didn't want they didn't want to leave they loved it oh. they were like mini they were mini camp counselors they all got to know each other and the um and each other's siblings you know the disabled siblings all got to know the non-disabled siblings it was just ended up to be one of the most wonderful experiences for the kids didn't start out well but it ended very well so right um they did have a a lot of i'm sorry were you going to answer questions no no no. i was just going to say i was just going to say that was that was the time i think for them that was they started healing um and i think that they did actually resent the time that I didn't spend with them. But after that, things got better.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Because it just seems to me it's just so
1: um, natural for us to feel, even under these circumstances, that, and especially when we're young, because we just, we're young and we're immature. and And when that attention doesn't come to us, I just was thinking to myself, I never went through anything at all like this, but my mom was busy helping these other young girls that were having trouble. And I remember one day she said to me, you're being such a brat. What is wrong? And it's like, you love all of those people more than you love me. And, and I knew <laughs> yeah. it wasn't true, yeah. but just that immature heart that, you know, is just longing. And um, I think it's so beautiful what happened at this camp. And that was one of the questions that I had had for you was that there's other times when there's things that just seem so bad, um, but there's always a huge blessing on the other side of it and and for your kids and for you too, because this had to have just been breaking your heart that it was your kids are at the camp. Yeah, they want to come home and oh my goodness, but <laughs> but what a blessing to stick it out and some I would imagine that you re, you relied on intuition also something to say. You know, let's go one more day or let's go one more day and then finally we're at the breaking point and say that's it. You know, after tonight, if you don't like it, we're coming and getting you tomorrow. But can you identify with that? Do you know what that was in you that that said, I'm not going to come and take them out right now. I want them to give this a, a try for a couple more days?
0: Well, I thought it was important Actually, I'm going to be very honest, here, Neda. I I was a little bit selfish. I didn't want to leave Jeffrey at a camp by himself. <laughs> that was one yeah. of my first things. So I wanted them yeah. there to kind of watch over their brother, make sure he's getting the care he needed, and they kind of knew what he liked and didn't like, and he they could tell the other counselors what you know what was up with Jeffrey. So that was one of the first reasons. And the second reason was we had all these plans. Uh, Frank and I were doing things and the, and the kids were supposed to be, you know, having all these activities. Now we would have to get another hotel room with us and see if we could change all of the the things we had planned on doing and, or get our money back and do something different. I don't know. It was a combination of things. And also the fact that I wanted them there with Jeffrey. So I don't know, I guess you could call it intuition. Um, but and I wasn't sure, I really wasn't sure that, that they things would turn around. But as it turned out, you know, the blessing came in the overnight camping trip. And and it rained that night, and they still loved it. They loved it. They still yeah. talk about it to this day. And they're, you know, having no 43 and 44. Yeah, they loved that trip, that camping trip. Isn't that so, just
1: amazing? It's just amazing. I love
0: that. So when people say they belong to a support group, of like-minded people, I always encourage them highly to stick with it because they're the ones, that support group is the one who understands because they're going through something similar.
1: Absolutely. Right, and it's those times when when I can be as honest and um, verbal about how I feel about this thing and I know that there's not going to be judgment on me because somebody else feels the exact same way and understands because unless you're walking in those shoes, right? You just, you can't understand. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: And and same with Frank and I, We oh. I was going Go to ahead. say same with Frank and I, we forged a lot of relationships with parents um, of the other, of Jeffrey's classmates in school, because we all understood what each other was going through, all of us. And we shared, um, you know, we've networked a lot. We shared doctors and dentists and therapists and alternative therapies. And, and it was just, we met a whole a new amazing group of people through Jeffrey being at a different school with different children. And that was like our support group for us, for right. Frank and I.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and throughout the whole entire experience, Frank was always a rock. Did he ever have a breaking point or did, or, or, or that you know of, um, did he just always continue being the rock?
0: He was, he was always a rock. He, you know, those three months he spent overnight in the hospital, and, um, and he, being in the construction business, he was able to, um, you know, put the ramp in that we needed to get his wheelchair up and down. So we were lucky in that way, and all of Frank's work colleagues pitched in to help. When the carpenters heard we needed a ramp for, you know, a wheelchair ramp for Jeffrey, they all showed up one day, just on their own. And Frank was oh. out there working on it, and they put it together in a matter of hours because they all showed up to help him. So he was he was well respected in, in the business here locally, you know, and and his his work colleagues, the subcontractors that he worked with, all were so amazing and helpful for us to renovate, make the renovations necessary in our home to accommodate Jeffrey in a wheelchair. But it was wow. pretty easy God. then because he was little and we could carry him a lot. But as he yeah. got older, it was so necessary to, to make the transition into an, um, a fully accessible home. Right, right. Oh, and he, you know, he, and really he really did stay the rock. He really did stay the rock the whole time. I mean, I think now he's showing some signs of you know a a long life of of challenges but he he was just recently diagnosed with Parkinson's but other than that he's been absolutely he he is absolutely amazing he hasn't been he still is absolutely amazing yes and I was kind loving
1: yes 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 and has it because of Um, this incident that happened with Jeffrey, do you think your relationship became so much deeper and richer because you went through this
0: together? Yeah. um, You know, it was hard. It was a challenging time for our relationship because I really wasn't doing, paying any attention to anybody else except for Jeffrey for many years. So it's, it's, it was strange for a long time. And the therapist, Frank, and I went to in the hospital, say, yeah, mostly when these therapists in the ho- hospital, I don't know, mostly when this happens and there's a traumatic injury to a child, the parents get divorced, the kid dies, and, you know, I'm, uh, this, oh they're telling my us. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I know. It was crazy. Wow. But it didn't. I mean, our our relationship was strong enough that it endured all the challenges that we went through. And, um you know, I felt really mostly responsible for Jeffrey and his care because he was in his own business and he worked very long hours. And, you know, he'd leave at six or seven in the morning and come back at seven or eight in the evening. That's just how it was in construction business, especially on the summer days, they would work extra long hours. Yeah. And so there was a strain, but he was supporting the family at the time. And there were so many extra expenses that there was really, I mean, I couldn't complain that he was working and I had all the the care and he, he's thinking that, you know, he's not getting any attention. He never really said that though. He never really, honestly, he never really complained and he did what he could at the time while we were going through it. And he really, he just was a supportive and loving husband and we've been married now let's see next month it will be 45 years we'll we'll be married so oh
1: my goodness that is so awesome 45 it is awesome oh man Judy I'm telling you I have a million more questions we need to do about 17 of these interviews (laughs) because I know we're going to have to start tying all of this up and bringing this in for a landing so can you tell us about Jeffrey now like how is he doing now? What is he doing? What lights him up? What does he love so much about life?
0: So Jeffrey is um, pretty low functioning. He, he doesn't stay by himself ever. He needs 24-hour care. Um, he was able to go to school in Michigan till tw- until he is 26 years old. And so we had been involved in this organization called Angel's Place. When he was younger, I, one of my biggest worries every day was if something happens to me, who's going to take care of Jeffrey, my mom died young from breast cancer. And it was just, I I was every day that thought never left my mind. And when somebody Uh, told me about angels place and I went to an event, I said, this is it. And we started supporting that organization from the time he was young, hoping that eventually he could live in an angels place house. If Frank and I, something oh. happened to us tomorrow, he'll be well cared for and loved always. So oh. this amazing organization. Um, he lived there with three other young men. One is Down syndrome, one is developmentally disabled, and one is autistic. And they range in age from 30 to 49. And oh. um, Jeffrey likes to watch tv he did not do well in a sheltered workshop program so we started a little business for him and he does with the help of an aide, of course Um, he has these boxes and businesses where people put all their cans and bottles and then he recycles the plastic water bottles and he takes the cans back to the store and gets money back and he can use that money for he likes going to movies Um, that kind of thing. His favorite day of the week is Friday because he gets to go to Frank's office and he does shredding there. He knows how to shred. And then he gets to have lunch and then he gets to have lunch with dad and his brother who both work in the same office. And he just, that is his absolute favorite day. The work, he feels like he's one of the guys and he's there working with them and it's really cute. And he comes over our house every Sunday for family dinners. He comes to every um, holiday, every family event. Every family vacation, we're taking him to Disney the next week. He's just thrilled. He's so excited. He's beside uh, himself. So uh, he's he's a happy he's a happy young man. Yeah. And as a mom, that just has to
1: be the the most beautiful, um, warming sensation in our heart when we know that our kids are happy. That there's yeah, just that's such, it.
0: Uh, Yes. Yeah. You know, Nita, you're so right. That's all moms want is to see their children happy. We don't care about anything else. If your kids are happy, you're happy. That's it.
1: Absolutely. I don't care about your degrees or your titles or your (laughs) position or your income or who who, who, who you hang out with. It's influential. I want to know if you're happy. And if you're happy, I'm at peace and I can be happy. And, oh, my goodness. This is such a powerful story, Judy. And I just cannot thank you enough for being so honest and so vulnerable in this and sharing this and trusting me. Um, I just cannot tell you how I feel so truly blessed um, meeting you. And it was not by accident. It was not. And all of the people that have showed up in your life and showed up in Frank's life and, and the helpers that came about. And even your family, it's not by accident. It's just not by accident. What a divine, beautiful world we live in. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being well, on the I, show and, and
0: sharing. And I agree with you. This, none of this was an accident, Neda. You and I were supposed to meet. We hit it off immediately. And I still have so much admiration for you and what you've been through and that you're doing this podcast. So thank you for allowing me to share it with you. Thank you.
1: Oh. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So Judy, our our time is up. It just seems like we just I feel like Carol Burnett. It seems like we just get started <laughs> and before you know it, it's time to say goodbye. So I want um if you could share with the listeners, because I know that um you do your work. I you don't I don't believe you travel for your work. I believe you stay right there in Michigan, but you do sound healing and you also do um energy touch. You're an energy touch practitioner. So how is it that if people are in your area or happen to be traveling through Michigan, how do they
0: contact you if they wanted to um, work with you? So again, the best way to reach me is by email. And I might not get to it immediately, but usually within a couple of days, I respond to all the emails I get. And my email address is Judy, J-U-D-Y, dot jonah j-o-n-n-a 18 at gmail.com and i would be happy to answer any questions anybody uh, has about energy work or we do the meditations with the sound crystal bowl alchemy the alchemy bowl sound healing so i'm happy to answer any questions anyone might have about that
1: no. Well, thank you so much, Judy. And that information, Judy's information will be on the website. And so listeners, please um, don't worry about that. Um, You'll be able to find that information right on the show notes. And um, again, Judy, I'm just so blessed. Thank you so much for being here. It, It is my greatest blessing. And I'm so grateful.
0: Thank you for having me, Nate. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thank you. And to
1: all of the listeners, have a beautiful rest of your day and rest of your week. And um, yeah, know, know how powerful you are. And, and Judy is is one powerful woman and you got to hear it here. I love that. Goodbye for now. You. See you next week. Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information you can use right away. If you like what you heard here, please subscribe to our show. And don't forget to rate and review right there on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher,
0: Google Play, or wherever you get your shows. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.